Man, new coach. I ain't said much about it on purpose. But uh, look, y'all, we're going to have some fun with this tonight. I'm not going to lie. I'm with the stuff today. Like, I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. Y'all already know. This pegs up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! Right, greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here. And uh man, you're not familiar. <laughs> you must be under a rock somewhere because uh fam, you say coach has definitely left. And look, wish that brother the best. Not even gonna lie to you. He put up with a lion's share of shenanigans. <laughs> so um try there we go. Get that ready. One more thing. Look, there we go. Like normally. We good to go, but this time a little little extra second to add a little something to the to the slide deck there. But uh look, we we are going to have a uh wrestling themed show. <laughs> um a little bit wrestling themed, so um poke a little fun at some stuff and poke a little fun at ourselves, man. Because if I can't laugh at me, I can't laugh at nobody else. So uh, but if you're not familiar, hadn't heard news, been under a rock. Coach Willie Simmons has left Florida A&M University. And um, today's title is dedicated to him as well. And it is titled Like a Man. Uh, and that is inspired partially by him, but also a song by Lil Boosie. And one of the things within the song, some of the funny part is it's Boosie's voice. Like if you're not familiar, you've never heard the song. Uh, you got, I believe that's Rich Homie Kwan singing the chorus, like a man, like a man. And then you got Lil Boosie with his voice, like a man. And you're like, yeah, we're not going. You know, it's, it's funny until you realize <laughs> Boosie that dude <laughs> and nobody wants smoke with Boosie. But that's, to me, that's part of the appeal of the song. I could be the only one, but that's part of what makes it like appealing. Because every time he says, like a man, Boosie, like a man. And you're like, yeah, his voice is a little tenery. But you know what? Um, we ain't going to say that to Boosie's face. Um, and I'm I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of poking fun, but I'm also poking serious, like part of the aesthetic to the song is that. But um, <laughs> just for those in the back who need to hear it one more time. Y'all know I got the jokes. <laughs> I got the jokes. What's up, Tail? Willie's gone. Look, y'all. So if you upset, you I'm with you. I definitely understand. Took me a couple days to stay away. <laughs> Look, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Y'all know I give credit to my sources. Damon Miller 
former Fairview punter had that on his Fairview page, and I was dying. Like, I was on the floor with that one. Look, so shout out and credit to David. He is the person who came up with that. I'm just the one that's with the stuffs every day and always, and I ain't got the sense the good Lord gave me. So, <laughs> so but for today's show, um, again, it's like a man. And we're going to talk about some of the dudes uh, that are going to come up behind Willie, like, and, you know, kind of going in that, though. Not going to lie to y'all. I, I didn't think he was going to leave for a position coach spot, but I'm not upset with it either. Willie Simmons did what every man does in his professional life and aspirations. Any man that wants to be something great, you, you're going to have to leave your comfort zone. And you did. he did what was right to take care of his family. You know, not saying they were hurting, but you, you they pretty much doubled your salary. And fam, you was a little late with some of your ducats anyway. So, you know, when, well, some of the groups, because, yeah. But Willie played the hand he was dealt. And he, he got doubled his, you know, his money. If you're mad at him for doing that, um, then you're mad at yourself because some of y'all went to college and worked at Publix and McDonald's, and now you're making 70, 80, 90 thousand dollars, 50, 60, 70, 80, hundreds. Um, so you ain't at McDonald's no more. So Willie's not at FAMU anymore. Not saying that they are comparable, but saying Willie, Willie. He bossed up, so let's not get upset with him for doing that. Uh, congratulations, Coach Simmons. Look, we got the jokes today, and um, you just going to be involved in all of them. So <laughs> none of them are pointed at you. All of them are pointed at the situation. So, uh, yeah. Now, today our theme is, look, again, it is a little wrestling themed. And my mom's favorite wrestler, Dusty Rhodes, my favorite was uh, Brett Hitman Hart. And right there, you can see. To be the man, you got to beat the man, Ric Flair. So we got this kind of thing where it's the WCW versus the Outsiders. Because uh, I'm telling y'all, when it comes championship ring ceremony day, look. Told you I was on that bull jump today. I'm with it. <laughs> they, I promise you. So I got it the WCW, and we're comfortable and willing to accept any one of these coaches. WCW, just you know, if you if you that era, you get when the two are feuding. Gonna jump right into it, and I got him alphabetical order because I'm I'm a little bit of a dude like that. But KJ Black, that's honestly. That's that's my number one want. I'm not even gonna lie to you. If, if we're gonna keep it a bean, this is the guy I want for the next head coach at Florida A&M University. Um, and I look a good PowerPoint. You know, it, it's not as clean as it should be, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but he's worked at Family before. Uh, he he's actually on that Why Not Us documentary, and you could actually see at times, especially during that Southern game, he's actually questioning some of Coach's calls, and he's like. I think one time he actually throws the headset down, but he's also got playing experience. No coco. <laughs> Tamara said no coco. No coco beware a junkyard dog. Now we, we kept a WCW related today. 
<laughs> had to get the F out. <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, you get it. If not, you thought I cursed. Um, almost buddy, funny as uh, what's your boy's thing? Lank. <laughs> Boy, Reese Davis, he had the world laughing at that one. Uh, let a naysayer know. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, with KJ Black, I think some of the pros, you got to sell him on Florida. He's an NFL coach now. He, he, is he making head coach salary? No. Is he probably comparable to what family's probably able to pay him? Maybe. Do I have those numbers in front of me? Not exactly. So I'm willing to work with the information I got, but also admit when I'm limited. But I'm pretty sure after taxes and everything else, you could probably sell KJ Black on coming back to FAMU. But understand, the cons is he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience, like any. But he also, you know, coming back from being in the NFL. And he's not a long-term coach. Like, you can think about it's like a Willie Simmons part two. Like, all right, we got him. We got him for five or six years. You know, kind of once he leaves FAMU, it kind of is what it is. Like, KJ comes to FAMU. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Those initials are amazing to me. Not because my initials are KJ at all, but they are. But um, he's not a 10-year coach. He's going to be here five, six years. He's going to elevate, and he's going to create that system. Or I shouldn't say he should. You should want to, as a program, create a system around him that allows KJ to start setting it in motion for him to bring in young coaches that come in after him, that create that North Dakota State type system where you're just now seeing that system kind of fall off. Like We're just now seeing where North Dakota State is like, all right, not the top dog anymore. But for nearly a, a decade, they've withstood coaches leaving and other things like that because they had systems in place. They were like, hey, this is our system. This is how it works. I think if you do this, you continue the system. But the other benefit is you can kind of keep your offense similar and your structure. Now, you talk to KJ and ask, does he want to wear all the hats Willie wore? And I'll be honest, I wouldn't want him to. I would want KJ to be head coach, maybe quarterback coach, and then let him hire an offensive coordinator just so that he doesn't have that added pressure. So that way, his first year coming in, the pressure of coming into FAMU, and I'm not treating FAMU like we're uh, UF, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, but FAMU is a high-pressure job. Like, we have freaking high expectations. And we talk greasy about you. If you ain't if you ain't performing, we're talking trash. And the way Rattlers are, we'll say it to your face. We'll, we'll tell you. Oh, man, Coach, how's it going? Good to see you, man. Man, y'all sure got y'all asses kicked last week, didn't you? You're like, well, dang. I thought you liked me. Oh, you were okay as a person, but team sucks. Oh, look, Rattlers, we are cold-blooded. Like, we will tell you the truth and do it to your face. Now, the other one I got here, look here, y'all. We look. I got James Colsey. Um, pros. He's got previous head coaching experience as a college coach, which is one of the few on the list that are kind of insiders or the WCW that I think we got. He's also familiar with the staff and the players like him. Now, the cons, he's a defensive mind. And this is his first year at FAMU. Now, granted, he's been at Florida State. You can see where he actually played at Florida State. 
not the only guy who's been at Florida State, coached at Florida State, or done something like that. But you bring in Cozy, you got to bring an offensive coordinator. Like nothing against Coach Henry, but let Coach Henry be offensive coordinator. Like I, I think the 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 James Cozy trick to me is you do you Willie Simmons Albany State. You go up to Quinn. And you you just pull him to the side. I know. And the difference between Quinn and Willie is Quinn's already been an offensive coordinator at FAMU. So it's gonna be a tougher sell. But I come up to him, I'm like, hey, you talk to Cozy. How long are you trying to do this for, bro? Are you trying to be a five-year coach, three-year coach, or a forever coach? Because if you're gonna be how long are you gonna be there, it's gonna determine the kind of offer we give you. But I'm seeing, can I get a a, a cozy great combination here? Because, honestly, any of the old guard, I kind of want Quinn Gray with them. I want Quinn Gray as the OC. You And let's let's just pull a, you know, let's pull a FSU. Jimbo Fisher, Bobby Bowden type deal. Hey, you come in, you're pretty much coaching, waiting. You run the offense, you're the quarterback's coach. We pay you at least what Albany State's paying, plus like 25 to 50K. You're getting a bonus and extra salary, and you're being groomed for the position that you want at your alma mater. I'm just saying, is that the necessary quick road? Probably not, because if he does stay at Albany State a few years, has this kind of success, he's going to be a head coach. Like just you know, speaking of Quinn, but with Cozy, I think if you don't give him this head coach spot, he kind of goes back to being like a position guy, but he's defensive minded again. So. That's one of the problems you have with this because you lost your head coach, offense coordinator, and quarterback coach. So you got to get two of them three things. Now, mentioning it, the mighty Quinn. No, uh, no, no, you know, no, no, no actors involved here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> y'all know. I told y'all. I, I started on this stuff. I'm going to be on it all day. Um, and I love what Tam said about KJ. Seems to have the right personality for it. Exactly. Whew. Look, you, you better stop stealing my talking points. Look at this. Now, this one, the mighty Quinn. Quinn's got previous experience at FAMU. He gets it. Uh, he understands the culture. Offensive mind, play caller, Florida, NFL experience. But you got the problem. He's already head coach. And this his first year as a head coach at college. Now, he was at the SWAT championship game. I saw him on the sideline. But he's also another won't-be-here-long type cat. Like, let's keep it a bean with Quinn Gray. You know, yeah, you, this could be your dream job. This is Willie Simmons' dream job, too, until it wasn't. I mean, you know, and it's not night of slap or slight on Willie. It's true. Like, your dream job is your dream job until you've mastered it, excelled at it, and – and have outgrown it, like truth be told. Like, I'm just saying. Will says, I like Quinn Gray or KJ. We always have a decent QB. We do. We need a quarterback coach, though. Uh, that is the one thing I really hoped if we had kept Willie would have happened. And that's an if, wish, fishes. Um, but, um, you know, as we already know. <laughs>
look, I, I'm, I'm, I've told y'all I'm with it today. <laughs> I had to get that one more in. She, she keeps me cracking up on that one. Where we going, baby? <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but you know, we definitely got to keep that in mind. You need an offensive coordinator. I got that. I, I told you, I stole it from former uh, punter uh, Damon Miller. Uh, so I stole it from his Facebook page. I ain't even lie to you. I downloaded, put it on the Facebook video downloader, and I got it that way. <laughs> the other one would be a retread again. Corey Fuller, previous experience at FAMU, uh, defense coordinator at FAMU, actually was a head coach at FAMU, and quietly probably almost should have got that job. I think that was that was when Alex Woods got the job that time. Yeah, Corey should have got that. <laughs> he got screwed. Uh, but as you can see, Corey's got NFL experience. I'm oh, sorry. I'll be trying not to talk about a coach like that. But <laughs> um, but he's got NFL experience. He's got head coaching experience, albeit short. Uh, and he's another defensive mind. But what happens to your current staff? Like, if you bring in Corey Fuller in there, does he just – overhaul that defensive staff and how did they all get along like it's just one of those things very strong personality uh and you know local dude son plays baseball um but that that becomes a question another guy florida state current florida state staff person so you know you you, you giving them a bump in pay though like let's not even lie about that but does he even apply for the job now i do think one of the pros is if Corey Fuller were to get this job, I think he stays at FAMU for a while. Like, you know, only reason I see him leaving would be like he go to Colorado with Dion. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I know how some of y'all feel about that, but y'all already know I don't care. <laughs> now the other one, the uh, odds-on favorite, Billy Roll. And when you give me Billy Roll, I need a billion Quinn, please. Like, give me a billion Quinn. Because, uh, yeah, Billy is in the drop program now. So that's telling you right now. He ain't going to be there in no 10 years. <laughs> like, hire Billy today you want to. Um, you need a Billy and Quinn combo. And that is, to me, and as you can see, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, he got his gold jacket. He got his belt. And uh, I think he was affiliated with the staff this year, so he might get a ring. But he's a fan mewing. It's a good and a bad. <laughs> He's also has deep ties in South Florida for recruiting. Like high school coaching legend in South Florida. You see him in that picture with Miami Northwestern. And he's got players who are in the NFL. Some of them are actually retiring in the name of like Teddy Bridgewater. And quietly, oh so quietly, could you get Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback coach last off as a coordinator? Just saying, he was volunteering at freaking Miami Northwestern, for the most part, you get a dude who's fresh out the NFL to just come in as your quarterback coach. I'm just saying, like, you got to start thinking like that. Like, nah, he ain't making the money he would make elsewhere, but he's under his coach. And then, God forbid, Bridgewater has some effing success as a coach. You have now started your next chain of coaches with a dude who, again, has South Florida ties, NFL experience, and who is going to become familiar with the family structure. 
but he's going to be much more in that Willie Simmons mode of, hey, I played P5 ball, P4, sorry. There is no Pac-12 in about three weeks. Uh, <laughs> like, just saying, that's that's something that you kind of got to think of. And it's, it's not that you're trying to discount uh, how much you pay on coaches, but you is. Uh, can I get Bridgewater for a discount? I'm sure Sugar paying you more than you're going to make in Miami. But where else are you going to come fresh out of the NFL and come into a place as a quarterback coach at a college or university and potentially even an offensive coordinator? Just saying, like, that's something with Billy Rolls you may not get. I mean, the easy, quick things to say, Quinn, Quinn, Quinn as your OC. But, again, Quinn's already been an OC at FAMU. He's had that experience. This is his chance to be a head coach and build his own thing, much like Willie is doing at Duke. Can you get a guy like, again, Bridgewater to come in, one of his other guys who played for him previously to come in and coach? Like, all of a sudden, you not only have that talent base of recruiting, but you have those NFL experienced players that play for this guy that may want to come back and now coach for this guy. And we saw that with um, Jordan Morgan, I believe. Where he was like, yeah, I, I really want to come back to FAMU and coach. Like, I think that's something that all of a sudden a lot of other coaches don't offer that. Now, the cons, he's never been a head coach in college before. He's also a FAMUan. And don't get me wrong, but FAMU ain't never produced no good head coaches. I'm just saying. I, I can't think of the last head coach that came out of FAMU that you was like, oh, yeah. He 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 played at FAMU. He was a great college head coach. Hadn't happened. Uh, sure, sure, didn't happen in basketball. Uh, abject disaster. Only one out of FAMU is really Jaywan Sider, and he transferred in. Like not saying you know discount his FAMU experience because hell, I transferred in. Uh, but at the same point, um, I, I would TCC first. You got accepted the FAM, but I got my stuff kind of late, and I need to go to college. <laughs> I ain't had time to be playing. And so, but just saying, like, what what do you do with this? I think he's probably the odds on favorite, but he's also a short-term fix. And again, that's why I say you started to creep up that thing where a dude like Teddy Bridgewater said, This is my last year in the NFL. Y'all got one more week and then I'm done. And he's with with a guy like Bridgewater as your OC or quarterback coach, he's getting two checks. He's getting an NFL supplement or um, retirement check. I don't know when they start getting those, but he'd be eligible for that. And he'd be getting a check from FAMU. Just saying, just some of the next level thinking that you got to start having. If you're going to do these kind of things, you got to start setting things up and put things in place so that the next time we're not over here begging for stuff. Now, the other one, and the reason he's not the uh, uh, interim head coach is, I mean, do I need to say it? He's white. Look, y'all know I ain't got no better sense but tell the truth. And he's probably the person that, sh- he's the, he was the assistant head coach. When the head coach left, Coach Smith's probably should have been the new head coach. Just saying. Um, but pros, best defense in the sweat. And look, y'all know 
I've had my problems with us running that blessings on defense, but he can recruit his butt off. Him and Riz together is a problem. Like he also kind of gets the family culture. He's a local guy from Perry. So he likes being here, but he also has experience at places like Alabama, SEC championship, Florida State, national championship. I didn't put UF up there because y'all know I don't like the Gators, but bowl rings at UF. Like Coach Smith's been around and he's familiar with the roster. When you see those kids put up one plus two equals go hunt, that's that's coach. Like that's they've they've accepted and built in bought in to what he's selling. And they like him. They like Coach Smith. And Coach Smith likes us. Like, I, you know, even as a media person, you could walk up to Coach Smith and talk to him, and he's going to be cool. Like, first time, he's going to give you that look like, mm, once he's cool with you, he's cool. And honestly, I I felt some type of way when he wasn't named the interim, but that's just me. I feel like right is right. But he's also very experienced. I also feel like if you get Coach Smith, he's a lifetime guy. He's a guy that's at fame until he retires. Like, do I feel like you need to bring in a um, offensive person? Absolutely. You you have to have to bring in an offensive mind to go with him. Smith, look, Tam Tamra said it best. Smith is extremely comfortable with us. He likes us. Like I'm not even being funny about it. Ryan Smith likes us as a university, as a culture. He gets it. I, to me, it's it's a knockout hire if you were going to pick him. But you got to get an offensive mind with him. He also lacks head coaching experience, though. Like, he's never been at the college level. Never been a college level head coach. But do I think if you give him the opportunity, he's another one where, again, you get an offensive coordinator in there that really just has been held down and wants to open it up, this is the coach you give him. Because I think Smith is going to be hands off on the offense. It's like they do what they do. I'm the head coach. I run the defense, and that's going to be it. And I, I, I wouldn't mind that. I just, just saying. I love my offensive coach. I love the points we put up. But let's be honest. We won that SWAC championship because of his defense. Whose defense? Ryan Smith. Like just saying. Now, who are the outsiders? New World Order. Sorry. You know. <laughs> Sorry. So I told y'all, I stole the wrestling thing. I saw that thing with Willie. I was like, oh, yeah, my mind went to racing. I was like, this is going to be some fun. So who are the outsiders? Who's the NWO? You may have noticed I didn't mention J1 Sider because, bro, we ain't got that kind of money. Like, <laughs> that brother's making darn near a million dollars. We couldn't pay Willie. <laughs> you, you no, 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 no. And if you get Jay Sider, that's a three years and I'm out. I came here to get the head coaching experience and show I can do it and leave. Like I get it, but I'm not gonna sell y'all wolf tickets. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. So Mike Mentor in the red and black. <laughs> Look, I told you I went all the way to wrestling today. He he raised that Campbell program from nothing. Like let's call it a bean. And he's got NFL experience. I mean, as you can see, Carolina Panthers. But at the same point, Asher Campbell 
five and six. And what happens with your current staff? And another guy that's defensively minded, like at a time when you need an offensive coordinator, a quarterback coach, and a head coach, you need to start to consolidate some of those salaries. Like part of the thing with Willie, Willie was wearing so many freaking hats. And of course, I left my hats away, you know, where I don't have them. But Willie had offensive coordinator, head coach, and quarterback coach. And he was doing all the PR stuff. Like, you almost need a shield. Mike would be a great shield, but if Mike's going to be your shield, you have to hire an offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach or both. So you're now, instead of hiring one to two staff people, you're hiring three. All of a sudden, yeah, you better win. Like, if you're 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 adding half a million dollars to the budget just in coaching, you better freaking win. Like, got to do that. Fred McNair. <laughs> I don't want Fred. Uh, but he's a proven winner. Like, just gonna, I, I can't lie. Now, the cons, for me, are lengthy. Um, he's not a good fit for FAMU as a culture. And it's not saying that he's a bad person. It's saying that the way FAMU is like to do stuff and the way we can come at you, that this ain't the place for him. And it's not because he doesn't have thick skin. He has very thick skin. He could be very stubborn. But, man, look, Will said it best. He don't work for us. That's not a good combination. Um, also, recruiting principles. His recruiting principles don't fit FAMU. I asked him during the summer. And I actually came on the show and mentioned. I was like, hey, coach, you know, this is me or somebody else. I asked him about using the transfer portal. He was like, nah, not my thing. Like, well, well, well shoot. I almost cussed. You, you sure sugar can't apply to FAMU? Because all our recent championships and best success is due to the transfer portal. Every good quarterback, excluding Quinn Gray. You know, I say good. I ain't, you know, saying some of the guys weren't good. But your most elite quarterbacks, excluding Quinn Gray, were all transfers. Jaywan Sider. Um, was Ryan Stanley? Look, y'all, I'm going to let y'all have that one. Uh, Busa. <laughs> Nothing against Stanley. It's just I'm salty like some of y'all about these classics. Um, look. To me, he has no personality. Man, that's a hard sell. And that's something you got to sell at FAMU. But, like, look back. All your best quarterbacks, J1 Sider, the Mad Bomber, Patrick Bomber, Bonner, um, Hell Musa. Like, they, they were transferred in. Like, yes, he does use the Juco a lot, but he also gets it out of the mud. Like, he gets it out of the mud like nobody else does. But at a place like FAMU, there's only so much getting it out of the mud you can get, and we can only accept nine wins and no championships for so long. Because, frankly, we talk too much trash. Like, we, we as a fan base, I, talk, I don't talk that much trash. I'm just not a trash talker. But my best friend slash cousin, man, he talk trash to everybody, and he, he know it. <laughs> I love you, cuz. Jonathan, no. Jonathan, stay talking trash. He probably going to talk trash tomorrow. Look, let you be a Jackson State fan. Oh, yeah. What about the Rattlers and your head coach? What about that Orange Blossom Classic? Say something to me <laughs> next year. Look, I'm just saying, like, that's kind of petty. That's the kind of petty I love in my life. That's kind of petty I live around. So I don't have to be petty. I keep petty people around me. Because when it's time to be petty, I'm there. Like, <laughs> Casey Printers, thank you. 
Casey Printers has my favorite quote on hard knocks ever. <laughs> you expect me to make chicken salad out of chicken? Ooh, he, that boy was so mad when the Chiefs cut him. Like, I think that was Herm Edwards there too. But also, how how much of the staff does he retain? Like, and how much of your players and staff leave? Like, Fred's a tough dude. Like, and it's not speaking ill of the dude. He, he's a man. Like, he, he's got that alpha male in him. And every dude's got it. But at the same point, man, you bring that over here to FAMU, it, it's not going to last. And the other one, Trey Oliver. And I had to fix his name because I misspelled it the first time. You're proven winner. Celebration Bowl champion. MIAC Coach of the Year 2022. Um, had the best offense in the MIAC in 2022. But he's also young. So it's another KJ Black, Willie Simmons type situation where how long you stay here? Yeah, he, he went to North Carolina Central. He graduated from North Carolina Central. Also graduated from Grambling when Tiffany, you know, AD Tiffany Don Sykes was there. So, you know, they both got their master's degrees from Grambling. Just saying. It's connection. But um look, I don't I think he's I think he's a better fit than we let on. Um I just don't know. But I I, I don't think he's as bad as some of the other ones. The other thing, though, like I said, you can probably get him about the same salary that you got Willie at. Like, he's making like 185 at North Carolina Central, according to what I saw online. If I'm wrong and you're a North Carolina Central person and you know better, please, I don't mind being corrected. But when I looked online, I saw 185. Tammy was paying Willie about 250. If we meet in the middle, you're talking 225. Um, just saying, not saying you're trying to discount the brother, but, um, you know, you may have to pay him for that championship, but may not have to pay what you was paying Willie. Uh, but the other con, he's a defensive coach. He played DB in college. He's been a defensive coach his entire time. Um, but this year, their defense wasn't the best in the MEAC. A team of six, conference of six, he was in fourth place. Now, I don't know how much of that was because of that Howard game where, you know, Howard just came around and slapped you around and called you Susan. But at the same point, it wasn't a good look like so for me those are my top coaches um you know we can talk about some of the other ones if you want to but i, I just saying like one of the things for me just is understanding i do want to bring somebody that fits family's culture to a certain degree and it's not so much that i'm trying to preserve culture as much as i'm trying to really protect whoever comes in because you come in keller winslow there we go. I'm sorry. Like, for those Rattlers who were there, Kellen Winslow. Why didn't Kellen Winslow fit? Because he bucked the culture, and he bucked so hard. <laughs> like, he wasn't wrong. He was right about a lot of stuff. But he just came in set on bucking the culture. And you can't buck that hard with us because we're going to buck back. Like, you can't tell me everything I'm doing is wrong and think I'm just going to say, okay. No, we're we not going to accept that. Like, and hell, some of the stuff was wrong. But it was the fact that he came in and bucked so hard and didn't didn't fit the culture that it, it wouldn't work. Ed Reed, no. 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 If I had the song queued up, I'd have my man singing, God rest the dead. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Like, mm -mm. I don't think. You get Ed Reed, you're going to get a new field house. 
<laughs> I bet that. But uh, man, that's a tough sell, especially for FAMU. That's another like personality wise. It sounds really good on paper. Like man, Ed Reed at FAMU at Tallahassee. That sounds cool. You put that stuff into practice. Man, that's a cluster F. Like those are strong personalities. Like one of the things about FAMU is we have very strong personalities. Like even me, like to a certain degree, I'm very friendly. I can be extremely passive, but once I get passionate about something, I'm not going to let it go. And you, you really going to have to, you going to have to come to FAMU. And honestly, it ain't Sunday. That shit you pull a cookman ain't working here. I'm sorry. Like you coming in there exposing people and all that, that shit ain't happening here. I'm sorry. Y'all got to forget a language, but that that's not going to happen. Like you cannot do that at FAMU. Like, yeah, when Willie was there, we got exposed for the field house and it got fixed. But it wasn't like it was like it wasn't like what it was at Cookman. And granted, you are getting upgrades and credit AD Sykes. She did just, you know, get the AstroTurf redone, but you're not gonna come on there and you know throw fire and go scorch start that FAMU. Not gonna work. Alumni is gonna buck. And if if you saw how Cookman alumni buck. Think about 80,000 plus alumni because a good 20 going to go with every, but that other 60 going to be like, get him out the paint and pay him what he's old. They'll raise some money just to get him out the paint with, I ain't gonna lie. I can't, I don't know about Ray Lewis, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it ain't even nothing against Ray Lewis. It's just, man, I don't know, man. That brother's passionate. I, as a defensive coordinator, I'd love it. But a head coach, man, I don't know. That that's that's gonna be a tough luck run. That Negro might fight one of the players. I don't know, man. I I just don't know. I don't think I can do either one of them. And honestly, I don't want Andre Johnson either. Like, if I'm being honest, the only reason I really feel like Fred McNair doesn't have the Texas Southern job, somebody was a fan. Somebody's a Houston Texans fan. And they're like, he should be the head coach at Texas Southern. It's here in Houston. That's what it sounds like. It's not some fan stuff. I just I can lie, or I can tell you the truth. And I'm not saying the dude's not qualified. I don't think he's ever coached in college before. He might have his degree. Probably does. But you get a superstar coach whose first job is at an HBCU. Like, let's go inside the den. We ain't gone there in a while. Can we can we say something about these superstar coaches coming to HBCUs? And I got time today. Can we say that? Like, just because you play in the NFL, don't mean don't mean your butt belongs at HBCU. And just because you play in the NFL, your first job should not be in HBCU. It's a slap in the face, as Cam said. Like, that's really a slap in the face to our HBCUs that every person that comes straight out of the NFL locker room is immediately eligible to be the head coach at HBCU. It it doesn't make us look good. Like, what kind of coaching acclimates do you have? I'm not saying you don't have the chops, but I'm saying you ain't shown them. Your first job is an HBCU, and you're trying to do what Prime did. I'm going to stay here three years. I'm going to flip this program, and I'm gone. Okay, cool. That's great. But what did that do for the HBCU? Like, yeah, Jackson State, they had a couple years of shine. Three years. Three hot years. 
the best years that Jackson State has had, hell, since what WC Gordon, whatever. Like recent memory, Jackson State has not been relevant in a long time. They're banned ass. But as a football team, like let's let's be honest. Like honestly, fam, you until Willie Simmons got there, irrelevant athletically. Like we weren't doing anything football wise. So why are these pro coaches immediately eligible to come in and take a coaching job at an HBCU when you got dudes who've been putting in work? Like I'm just saying, that's like me working in, in management at a you know assistant manager, and because this dude worked at some other place, he immediately is eligible. He's never been a manager. He's never done it, but because he worked for this company that, you know, does great things. And that's one of the best companies. It's just a worker. He's able to come in as a manager. Like, like, I, and I like how Tamara put that. Sick of the foolishness. Like, talk about some of the former NFL players. Like, can we not have that happen at HBCU? Like, don't get me wrong. And some of these dudes are getting <laughs> the jankiest degrees. Like, just so they can get a coaching job. Like, I, I, I get Deion credit. I love that. He sat up there and it's like, I'm an HBCU grad. I ain't graduated from Florida State. I played there. Warren Sapp, he didn't graduate from the U. He graduated from a Baptist college. Like, these guys, a lot of times, are not graduating from these colleges. And immediately, as Tamara pointed out, immediate eligible. No experience, no nothing. What does that do for your program, though? Like, everybody's not Dion. Like, don't get me wrong. When you when you talk to him, he's got that air about him. He's got that arrogance about him. He's got that matter of factness about him. Some of these other guys just played in the NFL. You were good. Family's got an NFL player on the staff right now. And I would much rather give him the opportunity to be the head coach over some of these dudes that are literally fresh out and it. He's got local ties and I'm not saying he should be the head coach right now, but the fact that, and he's Pat Watkins, the fact that Pat Watkins comes in, goes to FAMU and humbly doesn't mind earning chops. Hey, he's a, he's a assistant. And he's not even one of the named assistants on the website. He's pretty much like a kind of like a grad assistant earning his chops. I would rather take him over somebody who's never coached college a day in their life, but is coming in here with the knowledge and the expertise at a P5 level. Because guess what? We're not effing Miami. Yeah, our colors are orange and green, but we're not Miami. We don't have an indoor 80-yard practice facility. We don't have some of the stuff they have. Yeah, our students are, our student body is about the same base. FAMU and the University of Miami have a, both about 10,000 students. FAMU is a bigger campus than the University of Miami. UM is a gorgeous campus. But what we don't have, we don't have some of the resources. And the fact that some of these cats are coming here, and you even heard Ed say, I didn't realize how bad it was at Cookman. They're coming here with that expertise and that experience at a high level and they're coming into where things are more limited and they're going to get frustrated. They need to cut their teeth 
at a lower level and understand that everything you had there, you're going to have to build. You're going to have to engage the alumni. Tam pointed out the 220 Club. You got to you got to buy them back. Did you hear what they said last night? I look, I, I missed that. I missed part of the show. I ain't gonna lie. I caught the beginning. Then we had family night. Like my son said he wanted to do something. So we did something for my son and we took took him Dave and Busters, all that good stuff. Uh, came back and they were still doing show. And one of the things, 220 Club has canceled meetings for like a month. Y'all know when the last time they canceled meetings? Like just, just being real. You have to re-engage that group of donors. You have to rebuild Rattler Boosters. Like we said that about a hot 300 plus members. We need that to get to a thousand and everybody paying a hundred. Don't sit up here and get the lifetime membership. It's a 750 thing. You, you pay it once. You can pay over three years. You never pay again. But the university don't benefit after you, that 750 is done. I need you to be an annual $100 level member. Like you have to rebuild that. You have to build the connections to the F club. You have to build the connections with the NAA. But if you're coming in here and you're thinking that you're going to get what FSU got at FAMU, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to build that. And that was one of the things Willie Simmons did. He built programs. He's a program builder. I've told you that. He built this program. He didn't do it by himself. Selvin Cobb. He owed, he's owed some 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 definitely kudos and he's not going to ask for it. I'll give him his flowers now while he can still see it. And I might text him like, yo, watch the end of the show, Mr. Cobb. He's owed some flowers because they definitely before the before the, the NAA was called, the boosters were called and were like, oh, well, we already given 20. We'll, we'll make it 50. Like. Look, I like Tamil pointed out, it's humble. Most celebrity hires are not going to do it like. So. And it's more than that. Look, it's good to know about one hundred dollars. Hello. One hundred dollars over 10 years, a thousand dollars. You don't feel it as much as that 750 right quick. But if a thousand Rattlers. Are spending one hundred dollars every year, what kind of athletic program you got? Especially to a group that does it. And gives every year. They're gonna give that hundred thousand, most of it, back. Cause they ain't got no employees at Rattler Boosters. Everybody volunteers. I'm one of them. <laughs> like, so you know, just kind of that next level thinking. Like, we have to understand that. And I like how Vaughn pointed out, and Vaughn, I'm gonna give you credit. You're not gonna microwave your way out of the situation. Like we, we're seeing, you know, basketball program looks better. Is it going to save his job? I don't know. And I got just got a phone with the brother not too long ago, you know, from another show. I don't know if it's going to save his job, but you're not going to microwave your way out of this. You're going to have to build it and put the systems in place to be successful because we have just we have just seen. Fam, you is a problem when we are organized and we have a singular direction, a singular focus and a singular goal. And if we really want to win and want to be the best, we could do it. And if you really want Billy Roll like that, tell AD and bring a check. Because, <laughs> look, she, she's money. You got grands and 
Girl, come and get you some. Money makes her come. Money, money makes her come. I'm just saying, you know, not to quote Rick Ross, but uh, oh, like, I mean, I'm being funny, but I'm being serious. Like, you want to push the needle? Keep bringing them dollars. Because, look, y'all rather shook some stuff. $200,000 in less than a week with an alumni base of about 80,000. The smallest, the second smallest public school in the state, in the state university system, like university. And you just raise that kind of money in a couple hours. Like, all right, cool. We want to keep winning. Let's do this. So now before I let y'all go, y'all know, uh, the ONG invasion is going to be taking place in Daytona. If you are in Central Florida and you can make it, it's a it's a Tubi thing. So not Tubi like the TV, but you get a two for the thing one. So Buffalo Wild Wings right there in International Drive. It's, if you're not familiar with Daytona, it's literally across the street from the International Speedway. There is a pregame little, you know, get together, Rattler Roundup at 11 o'clock on Saturday, uh, and then the basketball game, women's game, it is at 2 and 4 o'clock. If you cash out Volusia FAMU alumni, um, they are doing a little fundraiser. So, you know, y'all know I keep it a buck with you. The regular price for a general admission is 15. They charge you 20, but that's why that disclaimer is at the bottom where it says portion of your ticket purchase goes to the Volusia County chapter FAMU NAA. Or if you just want to donate, to the NAA over there. They fighting a good fight over there um, where the world's most famous litter box is. Uh, you know, so y'all give them get them a little extra cash because they got to deal with them, them wildcats every day. And it's okay. You just keep reminding them who won the Florida Classic. Just point to the scoreboard. <laughs> you know, next time, you know, they say something too greasy, just play that band video. I stepped out. <laughs> Oh, I got to find that one. Oh, I wish I had that one queued up. I wasn't ready. But uh, look, that's that's really what you got to do. <laughs> Go support. And we're going to try to make things engaging. So we're going to try to keep y'all engaged. Try to do some lives this year. Uh, we, we, we're working with all of our, our media groups. Uh, to try to get the good work of our family out there. But um, yeah. Now, if you ask me, who do I want? Keith, who you want as the head coach? Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I want KJ Black. I think it would be a great another three years of excellence. I think he's got the the connections to the pros. We saw how it benefited Xavier Smith. Um, he's previously been at FAMU. He was at Prairie View, so he understands the HBCU experience. He understands the limitations that HBCUs have, but you also put him at one of the most aggressive HBCU fan bases who are insanely passionate. And I love how Tamara pointed out earlier, he's got the demeanor. He has the right personality for the 220 club. He does. He's got that yes, sir, no, sir, respectability. He's connected. He's connected in the HBCU spaces. He's connected in the SWAC. He's going to get that SWAC culture just like Willie got it. One of the benefits of Willie was Willie understood the swag. Like he understood the pettiness. He embraced it. 
He engaged it to a certain degree. I think KJ does the same thing. I think he is the best man for the job because he's honestly going to allow you to limit yourself to hiring two coaches instead of three, which I think is another thing. And I think you're also going to be able to offer him close to Willie's salary, if not maybe a little more. But you got to consistently sell the incentives, but you also have to sell that this is Florida. There is no state income tax. And you say, hey, look at your check before. You, you act like two chains. Look at them. Look at us. <laughs> All my, you know, you finish. I'm going to let you finish that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Look. Florida Street. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I've heard a lot of things. <laughs> the reason I stayed so quiet the last couple of days because Boy, if I told y'all some of the things I heard, boy, it'd be damning for some people. And um, I wouldn't have documentation to back all of it. Some of it, I do have documentation. And it's like, is this real or fabricated? Like, what the what? Like, you playing. But um, I will say, this is my top hire. I think he does get the FAMU system. Like I said, I think if you get KJ Black, you got a strong three years of a head coach and a guy who gets it. And I think your offense is going to look – you get an offensive boost because he's going to come in with some of those pro concepts along with what Willie was already doing. And I think that route tree is going to be something that's interesting. And so biggest thing for this, though, again, if you bring in KJ, I want to bring in an offensive coordinator just so that he can go back and be a little more of a CEO. Like We asked a lot of Willie. Willie was the CEO. He was the offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback coach, and he was the head coach. It was too much. It was too much to ask for a new coach to do all of those things. So that's why I'm at with it. That's my top choice. Uh, if you give me plan B, my plan B is Billy Roll. Give me a Billy Roll with a side of Quinn Gray, and the understanding is, hey, Billy, you got three years. We know you're giving up your drop, but three years – you're going to make seven, dollars $800,000 that probably will, uh, you know, lapse what you would have made or pulled from the drop program. And then with the understanding that in three years, this is Queen, Queen Gray's team. And on that third year, hey, you wish Billy a good one. Give him a coach emeritus role. <laughs> y'all know how y'all be doing at y'all churches. Yeah, this is the, the pastor emeritus. That Negro ain't never giving up the pool pit. Anytime he just tugged that young buck. Well, I want to preach today. Uh, the Lord said, nigga sleeping and preaching. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm petty. I'm real petty. But um, I don't think Billy would do that. But I, I do think that's if, if you're not going to give me plan one, give me a South Florida combination of Billy Roll and Quinn Gray, two guys from South Florida, Florida and AM guys. And that, that are going to get it. So that's for me. That's what I got. Um, and worst kind of worst, give me Smitty Rock. Like, if you give me Smitty Rock, though, I need three coaches. I need an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. <laughs> I, You know, I just, I need it all. Well, yeah. Yeah, if you give me Smitty Rock or a defensive coach, you're hiring three coaches. It's Smith, OC, and a quarterback coach. Or an OC or an OC that doubles is both. But yeah, you hiring at least three. 
because our current OC, great dude, but he's really been an offensive line coach and not been allowed to really just take over that offense, um, which understandable. So, uh, but, oh man, you know, and then look, you know, we got the swag championship, you know, rings, celebration roll rings, and, you know, they got the Martin Luther King Day celebration coming, and you already know, man, you know, everybody going to be able to float, and Willie going to come up like, And nobody's mad at him. <laughs> I know I look, I told you I had the jokes today, baby. I was with it. I was gonna be with it all day with you. All right, y'all. So for Herb Stewart and the Black Techies, look, come back, check us out Sunday. We're gonna talk about that basketball game. Uh, I might try to make it. I'm gonna try to make it, but uh, if I don't, I won't. But if I do make it, I might do a little something from the game, man. You know, try to be there. If not, I'm still gonna donate. Um, but also, look, check us out at HBCU Digital Network Sunday. We'll be here at 7 o'clock. And um, look, we're going to keep trying to give y'all what y'all need this year. We're going to be doing more, though. With Fanby Baseball, we're going to be there. We're going to try and set up some events and other activities, man. We're going to try to make this the most exciting year for Rattler Nation that it has been in a long time. So, um, look, see y'all on Sunday night. And as always, Spanks up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now, let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it?